Welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast, hosted by Aaron Summers and John DeShazer. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers who cover the team on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your hosts, Aaron Summers and John DeShazer. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. The Saints took a 23-13 win over Tampa Bay Sunday, ringing in the new year with a W and keeping our playoff hopes alive. This week, it all comes down to the Atlanta Falcons. A win and a Bucks loss gives the Saints the division title. If the Bucks win, however, the Saints still have a shot at a wildcard spot. With a win and a Green Bay loss to Chicago and a Seattle loss at Arizona. The Saints were able to win the turnover battle handily against the Bucks, forcing four Tampa Bay turnovers and not turning it over once themselves. The defense did a great job against the run, allowing only 57 yards on 15 carries, and they got to Baker Mayfield twice. Offensively, the Saints got into the end zone on their opening drive for the first time this season after a 14-play, 73-yard drive ended in a Jawan Johnson four-yard touchdown pass from Derek Carr. The Saints have now won three of their last four and are looking for a little redemption after taking a loss at Atlanta earlier this season. The Falcons have struggled on the road, averaging just 14 points per game, which is 30th in the NFL, and 156 pass yards, which is last. The Saints' defense, however, has been great at home, ranking top 10 in scoring defense and pass defense at the Superdome. It's going to take another solid defensive performance to get the W this Sunday. Two of those turnovers in the Tampa Bay game came via Jonathan Abram. He had an interception and a forced fumble. He is our guest on today's podcast as he joins John DeShazer and myself to tell us a little bit about his game against Tampa and his NFL career. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. We had to get you in here after the big game that you had against Tampa Bay. What got into you? Um, nothing. Um, just you know, trying to execute, you know, the calls that the coach gave us. Um, just trying to go out there and make the most of my opportunity. And um, first round draft pick, and then you hopped around for a couple teams, and then found yourself home here with the Saints. What have you enjoyed about being here? Um, just being back home. You know, being around my family. Um, this is the first, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving we actually all got to spend together in like ten years. So you know, that was kind of like the bright side of things. You know, you've started before, so were there any butterflies when you got the word that you're going to be out there starting Sunday? Oh, no. No, not at all. I mean, I was more so looking forward to kind of getting back to, you know, just kind of playing how I have me, you know, in the past. All right, so, you know, so roll us back to, to the fumble, forced fumble, your first one in your NFL career. Uh, you chase guy down, uh, strip it out, and then we had kind of a one Mississippi, two Mississippi moment. You strip it out, and then DeMario scoops it. And then he started, you know, with the with the angry run. But, but what did you what did you see on the play? Because you know it looked like it was going to be a play a big play for the offense, and then all of a sudden, you know, as they say, you know, sudden change. Yeah. No, I mean it was just me. Uh, I was in the post. Uh, we had a safe. I mean, a nickel pressure. So ball ended up rolling off of the shell. Just trying to run the alley. Just trying to you know effort play. I saw he had the ball in his outside hand, so I knew if I went top down punch out, the ball was going to fly out of bounds. So just trying to cook him and torque myself around that way I could kind of get a top-down punch out, and that's kind of how I got the ball to go back in bound. But don't need to pick it up. That's textbook. So what do you think about your guy from Mississippi picking mm-hmm. it up? Hey, man, I was super excited. <laughs> like, when I turn around and I see Double D with the ball, I'm like, go Double D, go Double D. And then, like you say, it was definitely an angry run. Now, look, how much Mississippi do we have on this team? We got you, 
We got oh, double we got D. We got, we got, we got JT. JT. What is it about the state of Mississippi, which is a fairly small state, that's able to produce as many NFL players as it is? You know, we we don't have the exposure that the other states have the luxury of having. So it's like, you know, the guys who do make it out, you know, they kind of, they tend to shine bright. So, you know, I'm proud of all the Mississippi boys that have been doing their thing across the league. You know, what's your NFL experience been like? Because, you know, as, as everyone said, you know, first round pick and then you've gone, you know, from a couple of teams. You know, what's that experience like? Because, you know, obviously you get drafted by a team, you think you're going to be with that team your entire career. And then the business side steps in. I mean, in. it's the thing, you know. I think people have to take a step back and kind of look at it from a different lens. It's more so the fact of it's kind of like when you're picking your wife, you know, not every girl is going to be the perfect fit for you or be the perfect person for you. So it's kind of like a, a trial run, you know, you might have a good little relationship with one girl, but it just might be a few things that, that don't fit. So you have to try and go find elsewhere, you know, or find what's for you. So, and that's kind of been like my process. Um, you know, I went to Seattle, and it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good run, you know. Had a a good journey over there, you know. Love Pete Carroll and them, um, you know the culture and everything, how they run things. And so um, this time around, I had the option to actually pick because that's like the the thing I don't think a lot of people know. Like once you get uh, released, you go through waivers. Mm-hmm. And so if any team claims you mm-hmm. during the season, it's technically the worst thing. Yeah. So so what made the Saints the choice? Was it was it the proximity to home? Yes, I mean that definitely played a role, but um also, you know, along the time um my, my grandmother, she was just telling me, you know, she wanted to make more games than she have made over the, the in the past. And so, you know, kinda made the decision to come be that closer toward my grandmother and then unfortunately she passed away on May 9th. So um just tried to get back home, being around family and you know, it's nothing like playing for the home team. You know, I grew up in Mississippi. I used to come down to games when I was a kid with my parents and, you know, kinda um support these guys and so it, the Saints have always kind of felt like my family so you know I knew it would it would mean a little bit more to me and my family seeing me play for quote-unquote the home team yeah are you the happiest guy in the locker room because you were the dude who was like you know <laughs> smile smile yeah. smile my situation doesn't really determine my my attitude because that's the one thing you get to control you control your attitude and your effort you know so try to be the same guy every single day you know just coming in showing a great attitude you know, because you never know what the, the next person is going through. You know, they may have it a lot worse. So, you know, you just being generous enough to, you know, share a smile because smiles are contagious. You never know how can you how you can affect someone else man, in their day. Okay, now, so we're going to go from are you the happiest guy in the locker room to are you the cleanest dude in the locker room? Because you, no, no, you know, no. You, I'm not. You, you're, you're a shower dude now. You you know, you like that hot water or something yeah. now. You, you're a shower dude. <laughs> you know, I'm with some of these guys, they take what we call the shower pill. They in and out, in and out. You don't need no names yeah, on that. You share pretty close proximity to Demario Davis in the locker room. Obviously, you guys have a lot in common. What's it been like being on the same team with him and being able to share some moments with him in the locker room? He has the wisdom and experience, you know, that I haven't been fortunate enough to have, you know, because he's been in this league a long time. He's seen the ins and outs and things of that nature. So, you know, every day being able to just talk to him and kind of talk through certain things that I'm going through as far as my mental aspect and situations and just getting a different perspective and outlook on things kind of helped me a lot. So I'm very appreciative for uh, DeMario. 
before you got to your professional career, you, you jumped around a little bit in college. What was that like? Because now everybody kind of jumps from school to school with a transfer portal and, and stuff. But, you know, you made a couple moves, yeah. ended up having success in the end. Yeah. Um, so I mean, originally, you know, from Mississippi kid, um, I didn't even get an offer from Mississippi State coming out of high school. I had no miss offer. Um, Bama is originally where I wanted to go. But they end up pulling my offer kind of late throughout the course of the recruiting process. So, mm -hmm. you know, I went where my mom felt the, the person who had looked out for me had my best interest, which was Jeremy Pruitt. He came down to Mississippi quite a few times. He was trying to recruit me and Dante Jackson out of Riverdale. And so she kind of felt like, you know, he would look out for me and have my best interest. So I ended up going to Georgia originally. And then they had the coaching change where, you know, they got Mark Rick out and they brought in Kirby Smart. So, you know, Already, I had a kind of a, a bad taste in my mouth because I originally wanted to go to Bama, which is where Kirby was at. So by the time he got in, I was already on my way out. Mm -hmm. So original plan was to go straight to Bama. But at the time, if you made that transfer move, you had to sit out two years. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the day I get to junior college campus, they made the rule change. And Mo Smith, who transferred from Georgia, I mean, from Bama, ended up going to Georgia and being eligible immediately. So wow. I had to do a six-month stint of junior college. And after that, I ended up going to Mississippi State. And it was crazy enough, you know, those guys didn't even know I was, I was coming there. You know, when I got my LO, I faxed my LOI in, Dan Mullen called me and was like, hey, is this a mistake? I was like, no. I was like, I'm coming to Mississippi State. He was like, well, shoot, congrats. Glad to have you as a Bulldog. And so, you know, I just kind of made a decision to stay home. And, you know, I knew what the relationships would be like, you know, after football and things of that nature. So, um, and then on top of that, I wanted to be with a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends kind of mm -hmm. made the move out of high school. They all went to, to Mississippi schools and. It was me and one of my other friends, Jalen Smith, who ended up going to Louisville. We were like the only two kids to kind of venture off. And so kind of just getting the chance to come back home and be around all my friends and family, you know, it made the the college experience, you know, quite fun. And so, you know, like I said, I had success at Mississippi State. So it was just going to show, you know, it doesn't really matter where you go because if you work hard, it's going to be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that six months, though, having to go to a JUCO, how hard was that? It really wasn't that bad, you know. It was... I use it as a as a as a teaching experience, you know, for the guys who wanted to go to D one. So, you know, I kinda gave them experience of what to expect and kinda, you know, what it kinda takes to get to that point. You know, which mm -hmm. is kinda why we had a lot of the success we had at Jones Green College. Um, off of that team we have three guys in the pro. That's wow. pretty good. So what's it been like to have family to have this kind of access to be able to see you, you know, pretty routinely? Um, I mean, that has been quite a headache, if I'm being honest. It get a little annoying. <laughs> Me being in Vegas and in Seattle, you know, they didn't have the luxury of being able to just drive and yeah. pop up on me. Yeah. So, you know, with them being a little closer, you know, it's been you know, it's good and bad. You know, it kind of has a pro that's going. Yeah, I understand. I had family in for Thanksgiving, and, you know, I was glad to see them coming, and I was kind of glad to see them go. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> How distracting can that be? Because you know you, you're in the in the middle of trying to prepare and and get ready for a game, and you need your attention on that game, and yet you know you have these these side distractions kind of pulling at you. Yeah, I mean that's kind of you know the part of being a pro, um, you know just knowing when and where you can delegate your time and, and and to what you know can't let anything get in the way of doing your job. You know, and they say that all the time in this profession. You know. You know, don't don't do something that's going to put yourself at risk. So that's kind of the biggest thing I do as far as, you know, my family and them being around. Like, I love you guys, and I'm going to give you the time that you guys need. 
But if it's going to sacrifice or take away from my job, then I'm sorry, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is there an excitement kind of ramping up to this weekend? Because you, know, you guys don't have your control totally, but you know that opportunity is there. There's a chance that you're going to need some help, but there's a chance the there. Because, I mean, it's the, the next game, you know. That, that makes it more important than anything, you know. It's the next one. It's the one that's important. I mean, it's right in front of you. So, and then also, you know, we're playing a divisional robbery, you know, playing the Falcons. So, and we're in the Dome, you know. We got to put on the show for the Dome. You know, got to have the Dome rocking, especially, and it's our last one. You know, there's no guarantees. So, if we're going to go out, we got to go out swinging. And we prefer we got to go out on top. All right. So, your post-game speech in the locker room. They better not let us in. They better not let us in. <laughs> so what what went in that? What 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 was on your mind at that time? Just thinking of the the victory that we had and you know the dominance that we kind of showed and the, the potential of what this team has the ability and capabilities to do. So just knowing that if we build off of that and continue to have each other's back and continue to fight every day in and day out and prepare the same, that the success is unlimited. Uh, we always like to ask people what they do outside of football. Any interests, hobbies that you have? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Um, you know, my my the biggest one that I've enjoyed the most, I think, this year is just riding horses. Um, I have quite a few horses in the process of building an equestrian center kind of out in Mississippi. So, oh. yeah, so I've, I've enjoyed that the most, you know, back being back home, being able to do all my country boy stuff. How many horses? Uh, right now I have 18 horses. Woo! 18 Wait, wait. Look at not the horse, but the upkeep, the the caring for the horse. It's I heard really is not as bad as people think. Oh, okay. It's not as bad as people think. Yeah. If you if you got a, a little twelve by twelve saw and some food and water, the horse doesn't really care. But you know, I have the luxury of having you know multiple fields to kind of turn them out and let them do their own thing. So you know. Like I said, it's been a it's been a, a great process. When did you start riding? When did you learn? I've been riding horses as long as I can remember. Uh, my uncles, my granddad, everybody has had horses. You know, I even had an uncle who, who raised ostriches growing up. The NFL contract doesn't prevent you from riding horse in the offseason? They say motor vehicles. They say oh, okay, all right, because I'm like, okay. Nothing about animals. All right, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, bull riding, that'd be a little bit different. Yeah, that's that's not... Wise. Yeah, that, that would not be wise. wise. That would not be wise. You asked me for trouble with that. Yeah. Do you have any pets? Um, no, unfortunately, I don't have. Besides, well, the you horses, know what? If you got eighteen horses, yeah, I, I mean, need them. I mean, those are like my pet. Wait, so where are the horses now? Uh, in Summerall, Mississippi. So, do you? How far away is that from here? An hour and twenty minutes. Oh, okay. So you go up there all the time. Then. Um, uh, not all the time. I kind of, you know, I plan out, you know, for like the off day or the Monday going into the off day. I try to get my way out there and ride a couple horses. But the luxury is that. Um, I have a couple of horses down here in New Orleans mm-hmm. at the Cascade Stables right next to Abaddon Zoo. Okay, yeah. So after work certain some days just to get my mind off things, I kind of go over there and see them and check them out. And if I have enough time, I'll ride over there. Okay. I mean, I see him riding over there. That's where I live. I see him riding around all the time. I'm going to have to look out for you. Yeah, I feel good. That's hilarious. Okay, so what else? You said you're a country boy. What else goes um, into that? One of my other hobbies is bowling. Okay. And then I also, um, so kind of artistic. So I like to draw. I like to paint. So those are the things I kind of do if I'm at home um, by myself, you know, trying to kill time. You know, I started drawing a couple of things, painting a couple of things. Okay, you said like you're collection. kind of artistic. Does that, does that mean you're you're good or not? Other people would think so, you know. 
You don't have to be humble. Yeah. I think I think I'm pretty good. I do. I spend a lot of time on it. Mm-hmm. And so you know, other people think they look really nice. I have a few that are realistic, you know, like realism drawings. Okay. And then I have a couple, you know, where like I have a collection where I'm doing like a Dragon Ball Z collection that I've already finished. Um, I've done a Rick and Morty one. Just a couple other. I've done a Deadpool, Robo Girl, and I got a Lava Girl as well. Yeah, well, one is is any of these for sale, and two. No, 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 no. I was about to say you did a Dragon sale, Ball Z so. and Jamal didn't jump you. Yeah, no, he didn't know. <laughs> he has no clue yet. <laughs> but no, um, you know, maybe one day I'll eventually start selling them. Right now, I kind of just keep them, hang them up around my house. You know, I'm a little proud. I mean, a little proud of myself for them. So you're into comics? Yeah, I'm in a little bit of something that, of everything. Yeah, kind of whatever draws my attention. All right, all right. So going into this weekend, you mentioned being in the dome. It's a rivalry. You grew up a Saints fan, so. Do you get up a little bit more oh, for the Falcons? For sure. This is like the like the last one, you know, and the Falcons tend to always be like the last one of the year. So, you know, it's kind of makes it the most, you know, most fun. You know, you already know they're going to have a lot of fans come down from Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not that far of a drive. But definitely got a little, get a little bit more juice for this one, you know. How many family members are going to be here? <laughs> I'm not trying not to count the tickets right now. Now you play for other teams. How did you de- de- develop a dislike for the Falcons? I mean, I mean, I know you say it's Saints. always kind of been there because, yeah. like I said, the Saints kind of always been like, like it was kind of like when I went to Georgia, the rivalry versus Georgia Tech. I understand it. Yeah, yeah. but it's and not really it's, a rivalry. It's not really my rivalry. It's the Georgia kids' rivalry. Yeah, but it's not really a rivalry. I mean, I'm from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. Yeah, you know, the rivalry and the rivalry. It's like team games. Yeah, we play against the school of New. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's a, a big rivalry. You know, like you grow a, a dislike for those guys. So you know, growing up a Saints fan, and now I'm here. It's like you just kind of grow a dislike for the Dirty Bird. What, what's the dislike for Ole Miss? The bougie. They they bougie and then they think they're better than you. Yeah, because that whole growth thing. Yeah, but it's like they think they're better than you <laughs> with less work. Oh, like make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> So you're not on board with Tampa Bay being a rival. Yeah. Because they keep trying to claim it. I think it's more so the Falcons. Yeah, it's, it's the Falcons. I mean, yeah. the, the Falcons and the Saints have history. They go all the way back to the Saints. So, you know, so that's understandable. Tampa came in in 76, I think. Yeah, it's an expansion team. So it's not, it's not there. It's, yeah. it's not the same. Well, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations on a great win last weekend and hope for the same this weekend. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.